0: Listen, man, I'm just telling you. All uh-huh. I did was go to a United Kingdom-based garage sale in nondescript location, literally near my house.
1: And R- I, I believe it's
0: called. Okay, it's called grammar. <laughs> McMurr- <laughs> and also, the guy he was legit. Like, yes, of course, he had a bunch of you know, powder all over his face, and he was speaking in a fancy wig, and he said, "Yes, this is a time machine. I'm just telling you. If mm-hmm. we try it, what's the harm, right? Because I it's just a bunch of levers and dials. Who the fuck knows what's gonna happen? Probably nothing.
1: But also, it's like when you find a guy with a time machine. Absolutely, I agree. Let's <laughs> test this science for no reason. All I right. suggest." I suggest, Fox, that we go back to the time of our third podcast episode, October 26th, 2016. How does that sound? That sounds hyper-specific,
0: so I'm just going to start pulling these knobs, cranking these dials,
1: Uh-oh. and I'm going to
0: see where the hell we go, so hold A on. A giant
1: glowing gate's appearing. Oh, we're being sucked in. Whoa! Whoa.
0: In the not too distant future, in 1977. All right. I mean, we're here now. We've now we've murdered the people who were doing this podcast before, who weren't us. Just for the record, they weren't us. They weren't people who looked like us or sounded like us. Because I know that I. That person who was me sounded worse, so that's why I killed them.
1: I yeah, indeed, our very our very existence on this temporal plane will end the moment that we end this podcast. So there's no way to send warnings to our friends and family about the upcoming events of the next five years (laughs) or anything like that. I mean, we're gonna go back in time immediately. One of these dials is ticking down. To go back in time. And thus we find ourselves once more re- recording this third episode, Borak Thong Earthlets! Uh, uh. <laughs> my name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the third episode of Space Spinner 2000, a podcast Whoa. where two Americans try to make sense of the UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one month at a time. This episode, we're covering May 1977, Prague's 11 to 14. Still running with the initial thrills of 2000 AD as Dred's robot war intensifies, Mach 1 goes for a drive, the Harlem he- uh, heroes battle some Scotsmen, Bill Savage heads to Dartmoor, Flesh deals with a spider attack, and the Mekon returns in Dare.
0: I am Bill S. Preston
1: Esquire. Conrad Theodore Logan, buddy. And we are... Wild stallions, woo! <laughs> um, yeah, you know we've been doing the, the, this. Is the third time we've done one of these redo episodes, I really like them because the chance for us to kind of jump back way to the start of this podcast in 2000 AD and see what's going on. You know, reflect on the future that what that was and whatever. It's so. Ridiculous, even just, and I imagine, um, and and also just give new listeners a chance to hear eventually what the show will sound like as they get deeper into the show, and not deal with, you know, <laughs> the early days of Conrad and Fox figuring out podcast I, recording. I was in Pacifica on a uh, mattress on the floor, living that bohemian lifestyle. I was in Emeryville and trying desperately to record, and when my refrigerator was that was a foot away oh, from me, wasn't making a ton of noise. <laughs> I think we're still on the road to me figuring out that I'm talking into the wrong side of my oh condenser my microphone.
0: God. Yeah, um, and I didn't have a condenser microphone. I just had a headset microphone. Yeah, That's why times. I killed that guy. He's not alive anymore. Bye, anyway. Mom.
1: I'm not saying that the way our audio is, na- uh, is now is perfect, but I understand that the early episodes can be rough. And so, you know, just sort of as for funsies, it's fun to kind of add these in and, you know, and also kind of go into, uh, you know, a lot of the early episodes, the, re- the recaps are not a- as comprehensive as they've become as time gone a- a- has gone by, just from my level of work. And, you know, I think in general, just talking about this 2000 AD, you know, we... I want to keep the initial show up because that's sort of, especially your first time through it, Fox. Oh Jesus! I think now us going back and talking about these things is also really fun and just sort of talk, you know, whatever. Having the the insight of <laughs> reading the first, you know, fifteen years or or yeah, of uh of two of two thousand A.D.
0: Too many words. Let's go. Mm,
1: indeed, yeah. As we find ourselves now in. 22, uh, the 2022 versions of ourselves you know um, I'm I think the biggest difference certainly is that now this has become a UK based uh, 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 podcast as both you and I have found our way to that green and pleasant land talking about inkland doing inkland things and stuff like that oh yeah I mean it's a beautiful country what can I say had a portion of chips for dinner tonight Fox it was excellent
0: a just an portion because quite frankly Conrad I've had two you son of a bitch!
1: You're always one at me.
0: This podcast is over. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to pass on chips. That's all I'm saying.
1: Absolutely. Or sorry, I had it for tea, Fox. Chips oh. for tea. That's what they it's say here. Uncouth. Leave it up. All right. Anyway, we're here in the past. If you want to read along with us, you'll find the comics we're covering today And Judge Dredd: The Complete Case Files One, The Invasion Collection the Dan Dare 2000 AD years volume 1 flesh uh, flesh the dino files Mach one volume 1 and the complete harlem heroes um these ones are all definitely available digitally on the 2000 AD store from rebellion i think like they occasionally even sell bundles of um, like all all the all six of the starter thrills and stuff like well big like hey thing. look at that save some money yeah come on live it up and with speaking of living it up fox oh god speaking of living in england actually speaking let's get of, started of,
0: of living with the dogs being in, being in the dog house getting getting bit getting ticks and getting fleas i'm into this yes please Final. it's
1: time for thrill one invasion it's dogs Skip through about jerry Finley day art robots eric bradbury carlos pino and mike dory letting robots john aldrich and jack potter guess what conrad it's dogs Always. Yeah, we start off with Eric Bradbury on art. 1999, the distant future. (laughs) The Vulgan Empire have invaded England, and in the grim wilds of Dartmoor, resistance leader Bill Savage and his buddy Peter Silk have sprung a British aero engineer from a political prison, but now they're on the run from vicious science dogs. There's no more danger acid, there's just danger dogs. (laughs) Danger acid's next episode. Oh, oh, fuck. Shit! Spoilers. But... Science dogs are the worst kind of attack dog. Their car, they, they find their car and it's been savaged by the dogs. It's wiring ripped out and stuff like that. But Savaged can, by the dogs? Mm, mm. Luckily, they can still use Bill's um, lorry driving experience to freewheel away what? from the site. Which
0: just means pushing your car downhill is all I'm yeah. guessing.
1: Yeah, you put it in neutral and sort of, you know, make use of, you know, d- down into the moors, into the swamps, and so forth. And then also hit a dog with your door. Like, God why not? Damn. Yeah, they crash into a, into a swamp, dog hoping dogs. to lose the dogs there, but they're still after our boys. And Bill checks the engineer's prison clothes, and uh, they've dip. got, yeah, they got blood sewn into the lining, which is metal as hell, but also lets the dog keep being able to smell you over long distances. I
0: mean, everybody's
1: got blood. You know, but not sewn into their clothes, buddy. Diamonds on the sole of her shoes, blood in <laughs> the seams of her clothes.
0: I like. Okay, I like it. I see what you did.
1: <laughs> Suddenly, a Vogan hovercraft comes motoring by. Our lads are caught between a watercraft and murder dogs. What'll they do? And thinking fast, Savage has silk tossed the engineer's prison clothes into the hovercraft. Which while- d-
0: well, it will also. He was in the water with the shotgun. How are the shotgun shells still dry? Who gives a shit? It's the future. They
1: overcome that stuff.
0: I know. And then also, (laughs) I gotta say, he's got a great rugby arm.
1: Honestly, overcoming water is the least of the superpowers that Bill Savage's shotgun has on this episode. I mean, yes, that's true. (laughs) So Silk Silk tosses the, the, the clothes into the hovercraft as Bill hits the hovercraft skirt so that it capsizes a little bit. Um, And that, um, yeah, this capsizes the vehicle, allowing the dogs to swarm into it, foisted by their own murder dog petard. The lads walk out of the swamp. Exeter's only four miles away, and the engineer will happily join the resistance.
0: I mean, he did, or they did save their life, so, I mean.
1: Absolutely. Next up, art by Carlos Pino at a London tube station. British scum is forced aboard volgan branded trains to be sent to a liquidation camp in South London. Train.
0: You're going to a your death! You're going to a <laughs> death camp, babe! Inside of the tube of death.
1: Meanwhile, outside the station, Savage and Silk are enjoying some tastied pies and jellied eels at a food cart. I mean, and-
0: I so I, I I have to say this now because I feel like mm-hmm. I might have said it in the past, but I will say this: in, in, incredulity over jelly deals. <laughs> yeah. Well, so first off, jelly deals, my God, you people! But also, uh, the oldest fast food restaurant in London is a Jelly Deals and and pie location, at least according Ooh. to at least according to my YouTube views, right? So. It is, like, a, a thing. You get, like, yeah. you get jellied eels and pies and mash. And uh, apparently it's delicious. I've had them jellied eels. I don't like eels. I'll never like eels. And I don't think I like them jellied either. They're bad. All eels bad. I haven't,
1: I haven't tried jellied eels, but I do enjoy uh, some unagi or whatever. The uh, the eel sushi, which is not, not sure. is not readily available in England, I've found. It's gross. It's good you all dummy right. anyway <laughs> no it's fine <laughs> fine more for me um and they wore, but savage and silk warned the 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 proprietors of the cart to move it tomorrow that night savage and co beat up uh train station janitors and use their clothes to infiltrate the station oldest trick in the book attack guards push them under their own death oh, train so and take great. it all
0: over so what I love is that the death train it can't stop, won't stop, even with corpses under it, mm-hmm. right? They shoot out everybody, and they get in the train because they're like, "We're gonna load this, we're we're gonna v for vendetta this shit and load this train full of dynamite, totally." Um, and then and then I guess drive it with a lit cigarette. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, Savage said it's a dangerous situation. So after Silk offers that they rock, paper, scissors, or whatever, for who drives the train? And Savage just says, "Oh, I'll do it, Sunshine." Oh, um, was
0: it? it? It was his old manor, as he says. That's where he used yeah. to live. We're gonna go there. And crikey, Blake's um, uh, pip, pip, cheerio! I'm gonna light a yeah, cigarette he, in front he, of all he, these dynamite bucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he smokes if he got him because it's a dangerous situation. And then, um, yeah, they they fill fill the train full of explosives, drive it at the death camp full tilt. Savage jumps aside just in time as it hits the gate, and there's a whole big explosion. Which, I I have to say, he's starting the whole mission at
0: the front of the train, but he ends it at the back of the train. I mean, you know. That's because the train's
1: so fast when you jump out of it or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But so, later it seems the cart lady took Bill's advice, and that's good, because oh, I like my eels jellied, not roasted. God, so Goddamn Bill Savage, you're such a character. <laughs> totally. M- Mike Dory takes over on Art, as we see the bearded King Charles <laughs>
0: III <laughs> in exile,
1: as, uh, um, as he broadcasts to <laughs> Occupy Vogue in England on a forbidden frequency. <laughs> we shall strike a blow soon. Uh... Detector van finds a TV signal watching, or finds a TV watching. That signal attacks the house. This is a big thing. Fox, I don't, I don't think they actually exist, but apparently there's a big rumor that, um, like the. National Broadcast Board or whatever had these um, trucks that could detect if you were watching TV and if you hadn't paid your t- your uh, your TV license, they could figure it out and then you know burst you, in.
0: You know, here's the secret to take all to your not, stuff. Here's the secret to not paying your TV license. Just get the internet. Don't buy
1: the TV. It's all right. You don't need the I'm television. I'm worried about. Listen, <laughs> when I moved to my I, I apartment here in England, them, Fox, I literally I told them. A- I don't have TV. Fuck off, <laughs> beef. Before I got something from the water board or even the local council, I got my pay your TV oh, yeah. your TV license within hours of moving into this apartment. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're
0: and, on and, it. And, and what's great about the water or the city council, they're like, figure it out. Fucking, fucking figure it out. <laughs> yeah, figure out who exactly. you have to contact right now. TV tax? Yes. I, oh, it was no. easy. I told them. I'm got I'm not watching the BBC, I'm not watching
1: anything. Don't have TV. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. see I gotta I, I gotta watch Bake Off and uh, you know <laughs> Married First Australia <laughs> on the internet. So I'm still using BBC services, Fox. I feel better about it. Anyway. Well yeah. these goons come bursting in, Fox. They see someone in a, 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 a hat in a chair watching a TV, and they fill the chair full of holes, but it's empty because it was all a ruse by Bill Savage, and he just shotguns them all down to so many dudes with the blast with I that shotgun. Th- I mean,
0: with with a two-barrel shotgun really doing doing a thing on him.
1: <laughs> Bill wonders what the king can do from Canada and uh brains a surviving Vogue with the TV as he does. At his HQ on the Isle of Dogs, Savage meets the visiting brigadier, and it seems a coded message is about to be dropped from the king, and <laughs> Savage's men Don't are you needed.
0: Don't It's a greyhound drop. And it's where they take a, an incredibly intelligently designed plane, shoot a man out of the side, he then parachutes down into England, and then has to tell us with his mouth what the code is, and hopefully he doesn't get shot down, maimed, or killed. They only shoot one man out of the side of the plane.
1: Yeah. How else would you do it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a very important message. We
1: should only have one man shoot out of a plane. Absolutely. Yeah, so Savage's guys have to secure the blast zone. Um, They see that night, they see the messenger um, eject out of a passing jet. But then the jet gets hit by the missile, and the messenger is hit by the blast. Um, and so as he dies, strange, the, the message, one messenger it, got shot. It's tough. Before he dies, though, it's revealed that um, there is a coming commando raid of the Doomsdale Nuclear Research Facility in a couple of days. The Vogues are on there, are, are coming after him, so our boy's got to run. But the B- Brig promises Savage that he'll see some real fighting once the Commandos arrive.
0: Okay, I feel like uh, no, he won't. He'll just shoot everybody and do a bunch of cool shit.
1: Possible. Carlos Pino takes over an art on the Cumbrian coast. It's the west coast of England, Fox. The Doomsdale Research Station, which is not a real place, is where the Vogans are working on creating a neutron bomb. Outside, Savage, Silk, and the Brigadier wait. The defenses of Doomsdale are enormous. They'll never be able to break in. But the Brig has every confidence in the SAS Parakite Commandos. And explains the plan when suddenly Savage hears a noise in the bushes and pulls out an eavesdropper. Hello. (laughs) He pro- the eavesdropper, just some random tramp, promises he used to be in the army and can be trusted, so the brig lets him go over Savage's Wrong. objections.
0: Bad idea. Never <laughs> let the tramp go. <sighs> Meanwhile, he's it's do indeed. a meatball
1: feast with a lady, and they might fall in love. As the brigadier says not to worry, the man immediately runs the closest Vogue tank he can find and tells them what's happening.
0: (sighs) He's not even a real tramp. He's just
1: a traitor. A traitor tramp. (laughs) Ramptor (laughs) (laughs) Traytamp. Oh. In the sky, a Canadian cargo plane drops commandos on hang gliders. And they're going to when...
0: fucking hang glide their way to victory. God damn it. Why use That's a right. parachute when you could be
1: awesome? That's right. Yeah. Why come in heavy when you can come in ultra light, Fox? Oh, <laughs>
0: come on, come on. Oh, oh, I love it. Okay, I, I really love it. <laughs> God damn it.
1: <laughs> but suddenly a bunch of Volgon attack helicopters appear. Hey, oh, it's the one hey, thing we didn't want to happen. They're not attack helicopters. They're porcupines, God damn it. They wipe out the commandos, though one chopper does get hit by some commandos. Yeah, he's like, uh, hey, he's like, fire. listen,
0: fuck you. You're going to shoot us down? <laughs> and he just... Well, because they all have grease yeah. guns. They Go can fuck fighting. them up. Yeah, exactly. And I love it. SAS. Don't give a fuck. Oh, I'm dying. I'm falling from the air. Well, fuck you, helicopter.
1: Come on. The helicopter needs to make an emergency landing and seems to be coming in right by Bill Savage and the gang. And, of course, Savage blasts it down with his shooter. Well, what I love is that it's already crash landing. And he's
0: like, listen, the SAS, they did their job. But I'm going to make sure. I'm going to make absolutely certain I'm going to stand in front of this crashing helicopter and I'm going to shoot both those fucking pilots before they hit the ground. And yeah. then I'm going to dodge out of the way. I love Bill Savage.
1: Come on. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Savage sees the informant getting his filthy blood money from the Volgans. What and a deal.
0: <laughs> yes. With <laughs> Payment a one in shot in lead. One shotgun shell, all three men dead, Bill Savage style. We're getting into that base.
1: Plus, it seems like he only killed them a little because Savage and Silk is able, are able to recover the Volgans' uniform form so they can dress up like Volgans and oldest trick. Their oldest trick in the book their way into the facility. <laughs> That's because we can't wait for backup now, baby. Got to get in there. They're going to take care of the base, Bill Savage style. Uh, Yeah, good job. Next time on Bill Savage, you teased it a little bit, Fox, but I got two words for you. Danger acid.
0: (laughs) Very excited. It's so good. There's only one thing in this world that I'm ever truly afraid of. Oh, I hope it's danger acid. I mean, it is danger acid. It's a big old tanker of literal danger acid.
1: Totally. Yeah. Well, I would hate, you know, safety acids is a lot different, of course. It's like citric well, acid or something.
0: It keeps you safe. It, it keeps you safe against base, you know, base uh, That's
1: liquids. That's good. Yeah. Also Be- very vicious, bad Fox. for you. That's right. You just toss them with the, with the safety acid and say, you're basic.
0: <laughs> God but damn speaking it, of jokes- was taking a drink.
1: <laughs> speaking of jokes <laughs> from ancient times, Fox. Of going oh, back in the past.
0: Oh, okay. Hold on.
1: <clears throat> Hope you heard that. little bit. Let's go to Thrill to, Thrill to, Thrill to Flesh. flesh. Scripted by Kelvin Gosnell and studio. Gia Liddy. art robots, Roman Sola, Felix Carrion, boy and boy letting robots, Jack Potter, Jay Swain, Peter Knight, and John Aldrich. Don't
0: worry about this shit. Their brain is small. My brain is big. It's fine.
1: <laughs> Look at how big it is. It's Enormous. actually, he's
0: got an onion dome or a peach dome, depending on what your preference is for vegetables or fruit.
1: Roman Sola starts off on art here. Kelvin Gosnell writing, as we finally arrive at Trans Time headquarters where we see cowboys in robot suits butchering triceratopses as our hero Earl Reagan was about um, warns about the coming dinosaur invasion to the scoffs of the big headed controller, the boss of the base. Like you said, my favorite part
0: is that big, big robot's bodies, but the head is a man controlling the big robot body, dispensing the triceratops into what is a murdered triceratops mouth. It's very it good. Doesn't, yeah, it,
1: it, it's not quite yet, but these flesh dozers do have some elements of the oh. uh, of the exosuit and aliens and stuff.
0: They do, but also then putting them into the giant gnashing teeth of what will rend them into delicious dinosaur flesh.
1: Totally. It's the meat versions of those uh, shredder videos on YouTube. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, kind of.
0: Yeah. Like those, but the, also th- those with like meat, barrel shredders where they just yeah, toss stuff in there and it but eats But I wouldn't them. watch it with an animal.
1: You know? I mean, I don't know. I mean, probably not a cute animal, but a dino.
0: Nah. Well, a dinosaur, I don't have particular affections for. There is one on a on a balloon, by the way, in the upper right of this picture, <laughs> like the, a literal he, Triceratops on a balloon in the sky, being floated away to God knows where, probably another of set the of future,
1: teeth. I believe, yeah. The evil Claw Carver calls Earl a chicken and the controller explains the uh, base's defenses and just some very fun evilness from Claw Carver here as he toadies up to the uh, the controller.
0: Hey, listen, man, he's going to toady up as hard as he can until he's got to get the fuck out of here.
1: Until everybody starts getting eaten by giant toads. There's there's watchtowers to shoot down flying dinosaurs and invisible laser fences. And we see hundreds of T-Rexes trying to enter the base because they're starving. And the cowpokes do rodeo rides with Styracosauruses.
0: Yeah, but then we get the glimpse
1: into the coming apocalypse. (laughs) That's right. The next day, more flesh-eating dinosaurs arrive at the base. There's furry Tyrannosaurs, spinosaurs, or spinosaurs Terrible hand and terrible claw dinosaurs, which are Dinocharius and Dionychuses, respectively. And finally, by God, old One-Eye and her pack of T-Rexes show up. She
0: (laughs) is going to kill the strongest of all of them and become the leader of the pack.
1: I think she already is, honestly. You know, I mean, strongest did, female did, character of early 2000 AD, certainly. Certainly <laughs> is. But she
0: did do a little bit of a fight with a furry dinosaur to be like, yeah, ah, well, boss.
1: Her and the leader of the furry dino... Of the furry T-Rex's lock jaws as a kind of greeting and show of respect and then prepare for their assault as the flesh, as the plant eaters inside the base tremble and the goddamn underground spiders beneath the base drink spill blood. Oh yeah, blood. they're
0: like, yeah, sweet, there's going to be so much carnage, I can't wait. <laughs> Can
1: you imagine the amount of blood? Conrad, there's going to be a ton of blood down here. Dude, I know, shut up. I'm excited about it. There's also rules for the flesh game that we've been seeing in the previous episode. And I'm sad we never got a chance to play it, Fox. We gotta figure it out now that we're back in person. My god, I
0: <laughs> it's gonna be a short game, I feel like.
1: <laughs> I gotta get a printer, some cardboard, I don't know. Anyway, Ooh. it seems the controller has been given rotten leftover meat to the T-Rexes to try to satisfy their hunger and they aren't happy about it. Reagan says it'll just inflame their appetites, and we see Carter... Yeah, because they're going to
0: get drunk on that rotten flesh, and they're going to want more rotten flesh? I don't know.
1: Finally, we see Carter again toadying up to controller. Meanwhile, the starving predators are throwing themselves at the laser fence, old one eye leading the way, and they overload the system. The cowboys are forced to fall back to emergency barricades, bar- barely holding off the dino assault. Even the controller is forced to take men off the flesh dozers to man the defenses until the crisis is over. I mean, when you have that many tyrannosaurus,
0: I gotta say, like, there's gotta be such an amount of food to have this many
1: carnivores, like
0: apex predators, running yeah, around.
1: Totally. Um, God. The, do- the dozers are idle, and a night watchman watches jaws. When from I mean, the basement of the like, base in heavy quotation marks jowls. Yeah, there's just some references to it, I guess, in like sort of the um audio from the TV. But hey, but, there's
0: no more blood coming down from all these blood dozers. What the hootin' heck, Conrad? We've got to yeah. get our mandibles up there and figure out what's going
1: on. From the basement of the base, a horde of giant spiders flat uh fat from the runoff blood of the flesh dozers so crawl awesome. out from the earth to so feed their awesome. hunger. And they attack the Night watchman.
0: Oh, no. So awesome. <laughs> they want blood. They want dinosaur blood. You know what? At this point, they're so hungry from from. I mean, these poor little spiders. They'll settle for human blood,
1: certainly, Fox.
0: I mean, that's clear because they go from like not furry to very furry, <laughs> spooky. Listen, they're spo- <laughs> When you get when spiders get fur and furry mandibles and all the eyes around their head and all that shit, it they become spooky spiders. And these spooky well- spiders creak into beds. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a little bit is the change of art. We got uh, Felix Carrion taking over now, who I think might be a spider specialist, actually. And we see giant spiders crawling through the Trans Time Barracks, sucking the blood out of sleeping cowboys. Earl Reagan wakes up and fight and fights him with a bull whip. And the rest of the men run for safety. Claw Carver, of course, locking the door behind them and leaving Reagan in with the spiders.
0: I mean, listen, he'll be fine. Who gives a shit? We gotta fucking, like, take these antimatter yeah, launchers and wipe out the vermin. Ding dong.
1: Yeah, they leave Earl for dead, and Carver and Reagan's buddy Joe um, re- re- report to the commander or the controller, prepare to blast these spiders with antimatter launchers. Later, we see Earl trying to escape the spiders, realizing that they're drawn to noise. So he grabs a tape deck playing Yellow Rose of Texas and draws I, the I bugs would have away loved, from him.
0: I would have loved for it to be, all my exes live in Texas. <laughs> see, I That's would have liked to why be. I hang my hat
1: in Tennessee. <laughs> you know? I'm trying, I'm trying desperately get to think out of, a, of a heavy metal song about spiders, but it's escaping me at the moment. Earl wakes up with Joe and Carver and they plast Crete over the spider nest and still hear the terrifying thump of spider heartbeats through the floor because they're so hungry. Everything is under control except for the growing army of starving predator dinosaurs outside the walls.
0: We're hungry, hungry hippos. We're hungry, hungry hippos. We're in an eating race. We love to feed our face. We're hungry, hungry hippos. We're hungry, hungry hippos. We're in an eating race. You know this so is, much of that song, Fox. I mean, it was the song from the Hungry Hungry Hippos. Boy, it's
1: not the first part, I guess. But under siege, the, tam- the trans-time base still needs discipline, I guess, Fox. So they bring out the flying squad and a bunch of cowboys who that showed cowardice during the dino attack <laughs> Get at home. Noose's tied to their necks to the top to the end of the, to the nose cones of these planes this feels like a waste of resources here buddy. that's what Earl Reagan says he's like we need these men and the resources of these planes you can't like you can't waste it all they this they can fly them, them god damn it <laughs> outside the base old one eye kills a triceratops and a young t-rex eyes her up it's not quite time to kill her and take her place in the dino hierarchy but soon in I the mean, brig He's yeah. half. He's half her size. <laughs> but, Not smart, but but you get it on her blind side, Fox. You can maybe you know.
0: I mean, I'm just you got saying. An I'm just saying, like, get in while you can. She definitely needs, like, you know, I, I guess. Uh, what's the what's the royal word for like my fuck puppet? <laughs> what?
1: A no, consort.
0: A consort. There we go. Like, be a consort. Yeah. Come on. It's a on. fuck puppet
1: in the brig earl and joe say that this flesh fever has driven all these man men mad sort of treasure the sierra, sierra madre style when a guard comes in with old meat and beans and earl said enough of this shit he attacks the guards takes the weapon, yeah. starts to die hard his way through the facility get earl the breaks,
0: fuck out of here bud
1: <laughs> he breaks into the controller's office with a laser whip and demands that the bureaucrat order more men and ammo to the past from you know their base in the future Apparently that though the dinos haven't attacked in six hours. Why bother about it? And Earl says it's the calm before the literal storm, and indeed suddenly one, a massive one breaks. I mean, and-
0: like not just pterodactyls, not just a bunch of carnivorous fucking giant T Rexes, also all of the the Stegodons and yeah. giant spiders, but mostly it's all one eye.
1: That's right, yeah. There's she doesn't even want to st-
0: eat a whole person. She just wants to kill.
1: Plus a literal stormy, and like you said, thousands of pterodons and everything else. The base is under a full assault from all directions. Next time on Flesh, the beginning of the end.
0: This is the end. Hold your breath and count to ten. This may be my Stegadon,
1: <laughs> but it's not my Rex. <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely. I don't have- Fun mounting tensions in Flesh Fox, just again. Are you kidding? It's the best thing that you can read. It's
0: cowboys it's, versus dinosaurs. I still love it. And just giant
1: it. spiders coming up out of nowhere remains a real high point in terms of, oh, a, like... Oh, God. We've got they, to think of just some threat that's coming out of that you wouldn't have expected. Ground spiders, of course. They drink the... They get fed on the blood of
0: everything that gets just juiced out. It's like, ah delicious juice. Where is the juice? And they get really hungry and they stick their mandibles through things and then they fucking furry up there and it's, oh, God, it's gross. I hate spiders. Spiders are gross.
1: Yeah, live it up. Oh, I should mention, sorry, I think I... I didn't say our, the final installment of Flesh had Art by Boy, and the giant spider installment was actually written by a Studio Giolitti, which I believe is like a, a Italian um, comics uh, creation warehouse, basically, <coughs> or studio. You know what I'm talking about. Beauty. Also yeah. Speaking of under-respected workers, Fox. Oh,
0: I mean, yeah, that's true. It's fine. Be they, um,
1: you know... Folks that tearing away, drawing flesh. People who work in the flesh, um, you know, mines themselves, or just some goddamn robots. It's three three. Judge Dread. Skipped about <laughs> John Wagner, art robots, Ron Turner, and Mick, and and Mike McMahon, letting about letting robots, Bill Nuttall, Jack Potter, and John Aldrich. Hey, it turns out Judge Dredd doesn't like robots. Who It's not. Yeah. Request after, denied. <laughs> after defeating Call Me Kenneth last episode, sweet baby angel Judge Dredd's meeting with the grand judge. All this stuff is like, it's so funny just comparing this judge, to, this Dread, to even the one we're seeing in like 1993 as we're currently recording. Uh, I mean, products. he
0: threw away his badge quite quickly on, on just, account
1: of Robits. He's just so skinny and his shoulder pads are so small. All this oh, kind of stuff.
0: He's a weaker man, frankly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's meeting with the Grand Judge, not the, uh, as we now call them, like the chief or whatever. And they must destroy all the high-grade the high grade robots. But those robots do all the work in Mega City 1, Fox. Nobody's got time for that. request which, which we both know if that's the case. Yes, they would love it if you got
0: rid of the robots so all of them could have jobs.
1: Uh, we haven't quite got into the fact that, like, Mega City 1 has a 5% oh, no, employment oh, rate no, and all that oh, kind oh, of stuff no, oh, yet. Oh, sure, sure,
0: sure. I just mean, like, us looking into the future or from the future into the past. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting because they're like, no one wants these robots to stop working. I'm like, well, actually, I mean, they do, if that's you know, the case.
1: Feelings they, different, they, I guess.
0: They they want to work more than 10 hours so that they can get more credits. <laughs> Probably have probably have less crime? Question mark.
1: Nah, yeah, that that's I'm I'm doing one of those like like hand up and down kind of moves, Fox. But in response to this, Dredd has no choice but to hand in his badge and gun and no longer be a judge. Meanwhile, on the Medicine Today Show, Doctor Weisenheimer is fixing up. Call me Kenneth. He's already repaired and upgraded his body, so now it's time to fix the uh, wants to kill all humans part of his mind. But oh no, the robot Smart. got reawoken and now it's running amok. Oh sorry. Yeah, no, he got super
0: woke. And now he's like, I've got to kill you, Doctor. I'm Frankenstein's monster. Nine, nine, you are just called Frankenstein.
1: <laughs> literal, literal woke fox. He's awake and running amok. Uh Call Me Kenneth Murders everybody on camera, inspiring a wave of robot murders around the city. Butler bots are tossing rich folks off balconies, sub editor cool. droids. Are swarming editors. We see a scene of chaos as the as a soon to be retcon police officer calls in the judges.
0: I mean, listen, the worker class should supplant uh, the lazy class of uh, you know non working people in order to gain what they believe uh, to be them owning the factory. I'm I'm Get pro here, robot hippie. in this case. <laughs>
1: Uh, the Grand Judge has just signed a law to go to war with the robots, but oh, what about Judge Dredd? He's back. He reattaches his badge and goes to war, but it won't be easy. And he promises to never do this again, that he'll never toss his oh. badge out again. <laughs> I believe he will do it when no, he goes to Luna he, 1 in a couple months. Are
0: you kidding? He does it so many times. He No, does I it- think... He just he does it just by saying that he's dead and not actually coming back. He does it.
1: Oh, that was a series th- of events, Fox. I'm
0: just saying you can always come back. Like he's Judge Dread. Everybody knows who you are. You can come
1: back if you save the city, Fox. That's that's e- that's decent because With Magruder this, came back too because she also helped. You know, helped Dread save the city in the course do, of that. Do, that do does the long do walk? you
0: just get a bigger eagle every time you decide to come
1: back to? The The eagle just gradually grows and nobody notices it, Fox. It's like a a, like a cancerous mole or Conrad or the body of your buddy Conrad just slowly getting larger and larger.
0: On the end of your shoulder. At last, though, it's robot fighting time, Fox. Let's go. Dread dig. Dig we must for Mega City. How about uh, you are dust for I am.
1: Shitty. <laughs> yeah. For I am shitty. God Call me it. Ken. Um, Dread leads a bunch of judges against a, uh, a, a a group of highway repair robots. Call me Ken. It's not, imp- not impressed. Sending a crack robot team to eliminate them. Heavy metal after kid, the, baby. Yeah. After after the battle, over 100 judges are dead and the rest are falling back behind barricades. When the mighty heavy metal kid robots break through their barricades and threaten all the fleshy ones. And the Heavy Metal Kids Fox were a, or are I should say, a glam rock band active from 1972 to 1985, and 2002 to present. Though the name comes from the novel Nova Express by William Burroughs. This is interesting. They sing their commercial jingle, March, march into the fight! We'll crush the fleshy ones tonight. Call me Kenneth Says it's right for slaves to kill their masters. Make sure to brush your teeth. <coughs> as Dread rides toward them, seemingly sacrificing himself, he rides around the robots skillfully and swiftly as they rain down blows, destroying the very ground beneath them, plummeting through the skyway to the ground a thousand—or sorry, a mile—below. Heavy metal kids are gone, but Call Me Kenneth can always build new robots, and they're running low on judges, you know, not knowing in the early 90s there would be robot judges indeed. Suddenly, Dredd himself collapses. He's carried back to his apartment, where Maria scolds at oh. Judge Jack. <laughs>
0: oh, god damn
1: it. We'll and see I Judge thought, Jack in the cursed I earth, I
0: thought we were free of the chains of Maria and Walter. And no we're way, gonna, buddy. We're gonna get both, and man oh man... <laughs> Just when you think you're out, uh, they pull you back in. uh.
1: (laughs) But Dredd's back up, headed for Call Me Kenneth's command post. He's going to go in alone and deal with this problem one-on-one. At the Grand Hill of Justice, some judges drag Walter the goddamn uh, robot into Dredd. He's been hiding out in a storeroom so scared of Wobot. We volt, he started replacing Oz with W's. They want to destroy him, but Dredd makes a critical error and instead plans to use Walter to infiltrate Call Me in Space. <laughs> Walter promises to never betray Dredd, and soon they're on their way to the robot factory. We see ro- robots goose-stepping and singing about killing humans when suddenly Dredd's attacked by robo-dogs! <laughs> Later, some big floaty robots challenge the pair, and Walter and prepare, uh pretend that Dredd is a r- a realistic replica of a human for infiltration purposes, yeah. Sort of like it's a his I
0: guess. skin, etc., etc. It's fine.
1: He's like one, he's like one of the earlier Terminators that Reese talks about in the Terminator movie. And they're um, like,
0: "Oh God, it's so gross to touch you. Oh man, it's so gross. I don't want to touch you." He's but like, then oh, they uh, see blood from a wound he
1: incurred against oh, yeah. the Robo
0: dogs. And man, it's time for everyone to start attacking Shred again, including the Robo Dogs.
1: The things you say, your Robo Dog wounds just give you away, Fox. You're unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> Dredd is eventually captured and taken to Call Me Kenneth's throne room, where Walter is called to task for his betrayal of robots, and he says that Wobots are naturally the slaves Stop of all it. humans. <laughs> Stop. Says you're a wicked Wobot. Call me Kenneth. Kenneth sends Walter to be reprocessed, <sighs> and then orders Dread to live a life of constant agony by being turned into a living robot.
0: Because killing you would not be enough, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Let me do my uh, fucking speech while I get wrecked.
1: I call me Kenneth. Shows a chained-up Dread. The upcoming robot models as an upco- as a overseer droid hits Walter with an acid-covered whip. He explains that there's going to be a new law of robotics to love honor and obey Comey kenneth suddenly a piece of ro- of a robot falls off and almost hits Comey kenneth showing that he's not really taking care of these robots that he's the leader of and he proves his evilness by making that robot rip off its own circuits always oh, killing his own guys this leads to the classic exchange of this story fox where Dread accuses and Kenneth agrees that he is a big fan of Adolf Hitler. Oh, no. We see the robot body. They're going to put Dredd's head in. The operation is tomorrow. In his cell, Dread laments his fate and his robot handcuffs yell at him for, like, shut up, basically. Which is also brings-
0: great that robot— <laughs> I really feel like certain people should have robot handcuffs that just give you grief all the time because you just go insane.
1: Totally, I honestly could see it being big in like BDSM. You know, you sort of got some some mean oh, handcuffs, all right, along there, with buddy. your other mean items. I like I like your
0: sexy take on these talking Fifty handcuffs. Shades of Robots.
1: Brrr. This brings in the robot overseers, and they beat Dred down, though Dred does get his licks in, and he seems to have a. And you can see again, we're sort of in proto Dred stuff as we see like an eagle seemingly stitched onto the back of Dred's jacket here. Um. Anyway, he gets beaten up and left in his cell. All hope seems to be lost when Walter wives bearing gub for the prisoner. But it's Witch. actually a cup of highly corrosive acid, which Stop he uses it. on
0: the handcuffs. You don't. You don't have to read it like if I don't like.
1: Gotta. <laughs> I Dread is him. free. Now it's time to kick some robot ass. And next episode will indeed have the dramatic conclusion to the robot war. I mean, yeah, it ends. But also, you know, the scars the robot wore exist in the future, especially in the form of Dread's hatred of robots. That's true. <laughs> anyway, good times. Just some fun proto Dread Fox. You know, it's neat yeah, to sort of see. It's see Maria, Sweet Baby Angel oh, Dread here, you know?
0: It's more for me. I don't like seeing Maria or Walter again.
1: It's true. Ever. They are literally characters that are hanging on by a thread. <laughs> I, I should say also in the course of that Judge Dredd story um the first two progs the art was by um was by Ron Turner and the second two was was by uh, uh, uh Mike McMahon just a mess of letters is going on in here you know these sort of pre um credits days there's oh, a mean, lot I, of different well, ones Oh I mean well this is the thing is
0: like I I also love the art right so Oh yeah a, a lot of what's going on is high detail what I would mm. have loved and I mean, this is just of its time, right? Like the small boxes, the lots of text, the yeah. too much shit going on sometimes <laughs> in, yeah. in a single panel. But like when they give them larger panels to show off what's going on, you grok what's going on very yeah. quick.
1: There's you know? some great there's some great battle scenes with the heavy metal kids and then also some really amazing just parts like views of the robot factories and stuff like that that are also a lot of fun and just sort the, of the general exactly. like mill you around call me kenneth and all of these like different robots well, doing and, stuff. I, and, it's I, and really I just great.
0: <clears throat> and i just feel like like because they they only have so many pages that they can print on they mm-hmm. have to use every square inch they have which i get oh
1: absolutely and i mean honestly income like i'll say in general just from what I, i've learned about british comics all these 2000 ad stories are actually very are actually pretty long in terms of british com- comic standards like in this era, it's not unusual to find comics that are where a weekly installment will be two pages, two and a half pages long. Like Right, in the back of a magazine or something, or what? Or just rapid fire through like a comic, but you've got a comic that's 30 oh, pages that's long. Some, that's shit.
0: With like 10 stories in like 10,000 fucking pages. Like Definitely. This, this yeah, anthology it, is great. Because again, going up to four pages so much is, is, going
1: on. is one of the innovations of Pat of oh, 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 Pat Mills and of 2080. Generally, at this point, just giving them some more space to do stuff for sure. And speaking of the overall comic box, let's take a quick break with non-thrills covers and nerve setters. Boo, boo! I love cover art. Boo! Yeah. Oh, it's fun. Prague 11, kids of Earth, welcome to your future. Captain Monday prepares his sun run in a fiery yeah, hey, cover by Brian hey, Balland.
0: Welcome to everything. A character you like is dying. Fuck off.
1: It's fine. Also, and the nerve centers mid Prague as some of the first letters start to trickle in. Top letter oh. gets uh, 10 pounds as a prize, and everybody else gets two pounds. Which, goddamn. And they also used to, like, they would put a full letter inside
0: of the fucking page
1: <laughs> yeah the um letters predict powerful new hearing aids another likes doctor who but too many films have too much talking your spiritual connection here Fox.
0: <laughs> i mean so but talking okay yeah i get it
1: but also Talking's the the base the The words the the, uh, narration box and dialogue because if
0: there's a narrator sure but like a movie with an actor speaking lines that's their job right give me that action I mean Uh, also also like I mean you can do uh, I've been watching some Jack Reacher on TV recently you can just do a blank stare and get a lot out of it yeah powerful enough to unseat Tom Cruise (laughs) (laughs) fuck let me tell (laughs) you Tom Cruise is anyway, the blight
1: on that series. It's true. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, really. My uncle's got a lot of feelings about uh, Jack Reacher. He's a big fan. The prog <laughs> ends with good, more dinosaur good. cards for flesh, which includes cards for a yeah. flesh dozer, a yeah, robot sheriff. flesh dozer! And by God, Old One-Eye. Also Old prog, One-Eye. Yeah, prog 12, the return of the Mekon. Mike Western draws the green dude's return. No fear, uh, no feelings, no limits to his power.
0: Eh... Uh, Eh.
1: In a full fuck, size Fuck the Mekon. I think i fine. I might have been
0: the first one to ever say this. Fuck the Mekon.
1: <laughs> it's really the full... most
0: boring character. Fair. Fair we'll talk about it
1: when we get to it. Yeah. In a full size nerve center in the middle of the comic, letters predict personal gravity belts and different letters both diss and compliment the art style of the comic. I think it's pretty good.
0: And... I, I do like I do like the personal gravity belts situation where yeah. it's like that that's that to me is that nineteen seventy-seven hopefulness that I wish totally where the fuck are my gravity belts I guess is what I'm saying same thing Uh, with flying same thing with flying cars it would cause a shitload of problems but honestly like fuck it the government's problem baby
1: Mm -hmm -hmm. (coughs) the 10 pound winner spotted a UFO that Tharg claims was the dictators of Zrag and we see the mighty one working on robots supposedly designed by um, or a robot supposedly designed by a writer also stamps are available the prong ends cut. with the front page of the Martian Mirror newspaper with a bunch Hell of different yeah. articles, but mostly featuring the dedication of a giant memorial Monday statue Mars. to Mr. Monday from Dan's hair, and the statue's so, hair is he's flawless. He's so
0: beautiful. He's so... Be- I love that it's like, yes, of course,
1: my Martian hair
0: is gorgeous.
1: Even when it's made of stone, it's floating in the air. Oh Fox. my god, he's lo- like I'm. Gotta say to the sculptor, yeah, ten out of mm-hmm. ten. Mm. Rug thirteen from out of my alien head, I Tharg bring you the future. All the stars mm. of two thousand popping out of Tharg's head like Athena, and this cover that I'm pretty sure is just a series of copy paste from existing art. Still I mean, yeah, literal copy paste, like probably with like razor blades and glue. The Nerve Center is a picture of a space woman, and letters compliment the artroids, droids, uh, question the physics of Harlem heroes, and ask what the arg does for enjoyment. Solar hang gliding, mostly. Also, stamps are available. The prog ends with a big <laughs> spread of a bunch of robots purportedly designed by readers, but I am skeptical. Uh, there is no. some fun android designs here. Um, but mostly from uh, the uh, this is a guy with a suit in it who doesn't have very much range of motion. School or, of movie or robot just that,
0: or or just that it's like, hey, I've got like treads on the bottom for my feet. Yes.
1: So a lot it of quite treads.
0: it literally means like I'm not getting up these stairs. Is there an elevator? Like you know, I get and if the it, treads like, are long well, enough, like,
1: you could shred up
0: and down the stairs. Fuck, sh- sure. I'm just glad that they may be thinking about ableist robots, right? Like, I, as a man who loves an elevator, and anyone who takes the stairs is literally a betrayer of technology, um, taking an elevator or an escalator is quite literally your duty
1: as someone who believes in technology. So I support treads all the way. You know what you call a, uh, an SUV with, an, with, with a hydraulic fox? With, with hydraulics fox? Uh, An escalator. <laughs> I love... I love That what goes you, up and down? You know what I'm talking
0: no, about? I, no, that, I like that. I was about to say a bad idea or a bad investment, but you you did take it to a level that was funny. <laughs> Live it
1: up. Frog 14, the dinosaurs have got them. Have got us. The pterodons have got us. Now the spiders have got us. It's bad times all around in this... Flesh cover by Barry Mitchell. And interestingly, I mean, not for Fox, the dinosaurs. For the dinosaurs, it's a real great thing. Yeah, they're living it up. I should, um, I think this is kind of interesting, Fox. Um, this cover, though it wasn't in the best condition, it went up for auction in fall of 2021. Really? With an initial asking price of 28,050 pounds. Jesus and
0: Christ.
1: It sold for 3,750 pounds. I mean we could get that. Okay, you could. No, I can't. I would need multiple
0: buyers.
1: We yeah. would need You gotta get multiple buyers and then we can just you know everybody can keep it in their when house it, so for is all it, trading is weeks. it
0: is it is it just a uh an issue or is it like the original print? It's the original art for this cover. <sighs> I'm backing out because of blue dinosaurs. I just don't believe in blue dinosaurs. It's not in
1: color. The original one. It's it's it's, it's oh, black and white. Oh shit! I'll mention. So
0: I could. So I could just. So I could just. You probably shouldn't yeah, color it I in. I could Fox. just deface this.
1: This uh, original yeah, you could, print. You could go straight up that uh, that uh, whatever fresco in Spain on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> with 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 uh, was this
1: Jesus question mark. Mm-hmm. In the nerve center, Tharg shows off some of the inner workings of the nerve centers. He replaces a secretary bot that's run out of power. The sub editor Mark Four looks very similar to the editor bots we saw kill an editor in Dread this week. Yeah. <laughs> Mid issue, there's a vista of a Martian ghost town that won ten pounds. I'm skeptical that a kid actually drew this. Fox, I'm just saying. Yeah. Lousy tracers. Anyway- I mean, listen,
0: they're they're. I mean, it's it it is literally. The southwest of the United States, but copy pasted them with some domes. <laughs> totally, Fox. You know
1: who I who I who you don't like. I mean, I know who I don't like categorically. But among them is the Mekon. You know who's in a thrill this week, Fox? Yeah, I do. <laughs> the Mekon in Thrill for Dare.
0: Scripted it's by Calvin Gosnell. He's, he's not in one of them. Yeah. I mean, well, he is kind of
1: in... Okay, you know what? Go, just do it. Scripted by Kelvin Gosnell, art robot Massimo Bellardinelli, Letting robot Peter Knight, John See, Aldrich, and Bill it's, Nuttall.
0: it's Bellardinelli still. Yeah. <laughs> well, for one.
1: He's going to be in on this one until the 20s, I think. It's not until... Yeah, I want to say, like, the 30s. Or, or, you know, it's still a little while yet before Dave Gibbons takes over on it. He's still busy in Harlem Heroes, of course. <sighs> So,
0: please, please uh, continue. I'm just, I'm just gonna hold my head in my hands while you okay. tell me about how this man goes through a court martial, but it's fine
1: after his friend yeah. burns himself up in the sun. It's fine. We've been fighting these dang biogs for a while, Fox, but now the heroic Martian Mr. Monday is gonna destroy them all. The only way he can by activating his ship's Star Droid Drive and taking them all through the dang sun. Dan Dare tells they all going home
0: there for a reason.
1: Yeah. it might have been established next in the previous episode, Fox. It's been years since I've read it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyway, Dan tells him not to, but he does burning up and taking the biogs with him. Dan returns to the lunar base where he debriefs. Monday will get the solar cross and Dan Dare will get court martialed. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense because he disobeyed a bunch of orders and killed I mean, a bunch of he, dudes of his but, own dudes as
0: well. I mean, that's literally why they activate him as an interplanetary terrorist to literally planet bomb entire planets later. And yeah, I think that's this the next all, administration. You know? I know, but it's, this is all set up for him being a terrorist.
1: Mm, I mean, uh, it's, it's not, not a distinction we should get it's, into.
0: It's not. But also...
1: Because he's been indemnified by the government, Fox. I think that makes him something else. It's over the protests of Lady Space Doctor Ziggy Rodan, but Dan takes the hit. I, I this hope way. That
0: her, I hope that her official title within the, within the space government is Lady Space Doctor. I guess at I least like have got an identifier. A, well, no, because she holds a title at that point. She is Lady and Space Doctor, which is different than a normal doctor, right? So you have to. She's oh oh oh. I'm sorry, Doctor. And you're like um. Excuse me. I'm Space Doctor. Or a
1: Dame so, Space Doctor. So she's
0: Lady Space Doctor, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then her anyway, normal then her normal title, yeah.
1: which is her. This name. way, Monday gets all the glory for his ultimate sacrifice. What's Dan gonna do now? Get a job, of course. Meanwhile, deep in the heart of the galaxy, the Meconoligans. No, Wiggins. I don't
0: care. I don't care. Please fast forward. Fast forward, brain. You're going to listen to Conrad and say some saga stuff. Saga 2. I can't wait for you to say all these things, and I'm not going to be present for them, or at least try hey, to. You know,
1: again, if you let me do it, we'll get done faster. I know. Okay. Eternal okay. lesson. Okay.
0: okay, I know.
1: Dan Dare, Saga 2. Dan teleports to a full-color sideways spread of 2177 London, where Big Ben rises out, oh out of the grassy God. hills as the whole island of England has been... Uh, converted to a massive park and now floats freely around the globe It's certainly it's it's currently in the south atlantic
0: yeah but we learn literally, a bit
1: of, why cuz it's a tourist attraction we learn a bit about dan's time traveling past when he suddenly meets a rampaging dog man attacking a unicorn deer the yeah, dog but man it's fine. who's kind of a irish setter looking guy named uh, rock are okay. then goes to attack Dan, but when he hears Dan Dare's name, he backs off, because everybody knows Dan Dare. Rock wants raw meat and works on a spaceship and says, hey, we need a new navigator, so maybe I Dan can sign on. I
0: completely forgot about Rock and the two-headed people and the all of this. I forgot about all of it, and it's all just back again. I think it's fun. Dogman. It's fine. It's fine conrad i like the idea
1: of, a, of an irish setter dog man I oh yeah no irish setters are beautiful pups good boys. meanwhile in deep space some aliens find a derelict ship <laughs> they break in and discover the Amicon. He's that alien with a giant head who floats around on a saucer the rightful ruler of all uh, that is and loves to explain everything yeah a big uh, exposition boy. He demands to be taken to the alien's leader, and that's the two of Verath, a two-headed mutant, with one smart head and one barbaric head. The barbaric head orders the Mekon destroyed, but his hover toilet zaps the, soldier, the attacking soldiers oh, instead. God. The smart head offers to be an ally, and the Mekon prepares to explain how they will take over the Galactic Empire. Over the bickering of the barbaric head, Mekon lays out his plan, disrupt imp- imperial trade, until all the leaders get together to discuss the problems, then kill them all. The two of Wrath are intrigued and show the Mekon their weapons. they got over a hundred cruisers and a fleet of Skash warriors who love to fight so much they have their weapons grafted onto their bodies. The wave of piracy yeah. is beginning as we cut to Dan Dare now working as a navigator on the ship Titan LC with Rock. Oh, but it seems that their boss captain, oh, Grady's a real jerk, and he's got, like, a giant goobble. squid a, amoeba a monster. I mean, yeah. it's just a
0: booboo, booboo. It's a bugger man.
1: Kind of sits on his shoulder like a parrot, basically, and the ship's Damn. a rickety old bucket. This dump? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this bucket of bolts? We're breaking the light barrier now. Now that I see what you fly in, I I appreciate how brave you are. <laughs> yeah, fair. <don't> <laughs> um, Dan's worried about the effects of light speed, but makes the jump anyway. Soon, they're breaking the light barrier, but there's a fault in engineering, and Dan looks back to see a crewman aging to dust before him. Relativity's tearing the ship apart in times, going crazy. Whoops. Uh, rapidly aging crewman continues to Indiana Jones in the last crusade, his way around the ship. But his Croak. touch also destroys everything he touches.
0: Yeah, don't don't touch a person going backwards through time as you're going forwards through time. Quite literally, what they tell you in
1: uh, space flight school. Absolutely. Dan leaps to stop him, but his hands catch on fire where he touches him. Soon, the man turns to dust <laughs> on fire. and fire. Dan yells at Captain Grady. Rock offers some just friends wound licking, but Dan uses modern medical first aid instead. I,
0: I love that it's just on fire and not literally like you're breaking relativity, bro. Don't go back to the dust cabin.
1: I mean, as complicated as these differences in times are, sometimes the, even the most complex of temporal shenanigans can just be reflected by the fact that things are catching on fire, Fox.
0: <laughs> it's, it's fine. He took minor fire damage.
1: I get it. Use a potion. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, the Mekon. Ha- um, meanwhile, with the Mekon, an alien pirate that looks like a frog lizard, my favorite kind of lizard, shows it's up a, with a kid, kidnapped okay. diplomat.
0: So I'm going to yep. tell you, as somebody who has been to Florida, these lizards are real shitty, but they are, care. but they are cool as hell. So because this one is probably like a, a, one of the ones from Australia, whatever, they're like running around doing a thing. Some of these lizards that you meet, man, they just chase you and bite you. So, Let's go, I'll
1: scrap with a lizard, Fox. I've I mean, all my life. I'll punch a
0: lizard to death. Fuck you if you're gonna bite me.
1: <laughs> He's captured some kind of alien diplomat who's a deer man, a deer man. Oh, I mean, sexy, you know? Uh, I love yeah. the horns. Suddenly the ship, it comes at a light speed right next to a big red sun. The ship goes flying into it. But the red giant's only five thousand degrees or so, so the ship can survive a little I bit. I believe
0: what you mean is it's uh, a red dwarf.
1: No, I, I mean, listen. Well, yeah, I just, listen, okay. Smeg you, Smeghead, But <laughs> it is a red giant in the in the comic. Because red dwarf hasn't even you know that's hasn't no, even I, premiered I know, yet. I know, you know,
0: I know, I know. I just wanted to
1: do a joke that you understood. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, that's right, yeah listen fuck having a guy that's evolved from a dog I got folks that oh. evolved from cats that's, that's what I'm talking
0: about like cat boys
1: that's mine. this is mine. that's mine had a good day <laughs> made a lot of things mine ate a lot of fish.
0: <laughs> oh God damn it
1: the I I um the guy who played the cat from uh, red Dwarf, uh, Danny John Jules mm. did a video of the song that he sings on Red Dwarf at one point, uh, Tongue Tied, like a 15-minute yeah. a movie music video. What? Which actually has a guest appearance from Judge Dredd in it. and Really? The, yeah, and the comic Judge Dredd is confronted By Judge Dredd, the other, the reggae artist, and the two of them get in a big fight. (laughs) What the fuck? Send this
0: to me. Yeah, yeah, I will. Also, Um, everyone in the past listening to this in uh, 1977, don't worry about it. All of this will make sense
1: to your children. Okay, Michael J. Fox. (laughs) Okay, well, also hurtful. You know, back to the future reference thing. That's not till 1986 either. Oh my God, it's a fucking time warp. Anyway, Deer Man, uh, or sorry, uh, they they land on the... Deer Boy. Inside inside the sun, they see a planet and go to (laughs) land on it to safely. Meanwhile, (laughs) Mekon, for Lizard Boy, Deer Man, the lizard suggests holding the deer for ransom, but the Mekon prefers... Yeah, to show his evil by taking them both out, killing his own guys, Ugh. as you do.
0: God, and he has to say so many things before he does it.
1: Basically, he wants to keep his location a secret, Um, though nowadays no force in the universe can come yeah, close to matching Yeah, we all get it.
0: You're a bad guy, and you there don't want people to know. Some,
1: there was once Sorry. someone who could defeat him, Fox, but Dan Dare must surely be long dead oh my god oh, next god, time on this... Dan Dare I'm still alive don't call me Shirley fuck the Mekon
0: don't give a shit your name is Shirley mm-hmm. <laughs> don't call me Shirley it's actually that's pretty good
1: come I on love buddy
0: air... I love airplane
1: that's not a joke in the comic that's still some little uh, airplane slash naked gun no, action no I know I
0: love, I, I love you bud I love. I love
1: airplane Absolutely. And speaking of uh high tech adventures, Fox. No, no. Oh, no, oh actually no. Hey, hey, hey how, about, you how about speak speaking of things that in the cold eye of 2022 are probably a little bit more racist than you thought they might than they were in the 70s. They Fox. were since
0: we started. Yeah. yeah.
1: The, Three hundred five Mach One Operation
0: Death Drive because drive in a car, but also gotta kill somebody who's different than us.
1: Mach One's got the most varied creative team of everything we're talking about this time. Script it, robots: it's so... Roy Preston, Charles Herring, Nick Allen, and Steve McManus. Art robots: Barry Mitchell, Mike Dory, Jesus Redondo, and Cato. letting robots jackpot or john aldrich
0: so because i don't want to talk about this later because everybody who's listened to our podcast knows this already it is not as though the mock series doesn't have something to say because mock zero is a fundamental comic that i still remember today that i bring up that i bring up with people right like i brought it up with mike it's like hey like this dude who was experimented on by the government went to the sewers of Liverpool. Guess what? There's the Beatles, right? Like, there's things to say. um, And that's just kind of a joke thing. But there there are things to say about Mach 0 that are so fundamentally important. Mm -hmm. That Mach 1 literally is like, fuck importance. I'd rather kill a Tiger Man from a different country. Let's be very very specific about which ones.
1: Yes, we start off with Roy Preston and Barry Mitchell. Mach 1, Fox. Man activated by compupuncture hyperpower. Mach 1. This episode is brought to you by the Aston Martin Lagonda, Fox. It's a oh, fancy that's right. car for the this era. Is, this is it looks when like they just a sedan to me, the, I say.
0: This is when they were still doing the they're writing this kind of car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I a forgot about that.
1: At a roadblock in Eastern Europe, John Probe is stopped by goons. They want his passenger in the back seat, but probe won't run him down and damage this beautiful auto. So instead he takes it the roadblock by hand. He's got to get to Paris in 12 hours, Fox, and it's 1,289 miles away, so they gotta drive fast. He blasts down the Autobahn, passing Lambos and Porsches, avoiding avalanches and doing stunt driving to avoid motorcycle troops. Over the advice of the computer in his head, he goes to lose the bikers by driving through the side of a train, which doesn't seem possible, but whatever. Uh, The car crashes and is all messed up, and they're still an hour out of Paris. But the vehicle's wrecked. Luckily, Probe knows some mechanics, so he... uh, Fixes the car in a blur of motion, kind of flashes to fix the car you and drives it effectively to Paris, despite the psychological toll that the trip has taken on the doctor. Anyway, the Aston Martin Lagonda Fox, what a car. <laughs> Can you believe it? How much did they pay for it? Literally
0: zero. Someone just really liked it.
1: Just drew some pictures. <laughs> Next up, Charles Herring and Mike Dory are our team. And speaking of vehicles, now a stuffed-off USA general is showing off his new laser <sighs> hound tank It'd make Mach 1 look like a World War I infantryman. And that's I mean, when we saved your asses, just FYI. I, uh... The first time we saved your asses. <laughs> we see the hound shoot a laser and cut a chieftain tank in half. and The chieftain was the UK's main battle tank at the time. Well,
0: and so also, like... To prove the point, you don't have to actually take something that's, like, hundreds of thousands of pounds and cut it in half. You could just, like, here's a brick thing, and then we cut it in half, as opposed to, here's one of the most expensive things you can create, and we cut it in half.
1: (laughs) Plus, you know, Stinger missiles aren't that expensive and will pretty effectively Uh, take out most tanks, Fox. Very... Very relevant. Then the laser turns and Probe has to leap to save his boss Sharp and the U.S. General as the laser zaps a bunch of NATO leaders. And also eventually gets nude. Yeah, well, the hound is homing in on metal, on metals like M-E-D-A-L and just other metal M-E-T-A-L on people's clothes. (laughs) Yeah, but doesn't
0: he have M-E-T-A-L in his B-O-D-Y? I, maybe, he's got a computer a, in his no, brain parts. No, that arm. was
1: all done. That was all done by acupuncture, Fox. He's oh, not a right. cyborg. You're right. It's he got it's, acupunctured into him. <laughs> God, all his meat is blocking the transmission. Yeah, you, yeah, idiot. the meat's blocking the transmission and all that stuff. Anyway, he's got so he's got to strip down to his skivvies, it's which are metal free.
0: Pressure, you ding dong.
1: Oh, oh, he got fucking powered up by the reeky Fox. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> he strips for action, runs down the tank, dodging as they shoot a high voltage wire. Also, he wire. doesn't
0: take off his his underpants. And I'll say this much:
1: Come on, yeah, well, England, come on! Uh, what do Americans have metal in their underpants? I feel like mine are mostly I metal-free. Mean, listen,
0: I've I've got the hard part is he to take out
1: his Prince Albert to do this. Fox. Well, that's, that's the hard what I was going to
0: say. Is like we we didn't invent the Prince Albert.
1: <laughs> it's in a camp. Oh. Wow. Anyway, he wow. finally reaches the tank, rips the top off, and kicks at least one crew member to death on his way through. He returns the tank to the base, and the general's forced to eat Crow. Take that, you filthy yank! <laughs> Next up, Nick Allen and Jesus Redondo are our creative team, and it's the distant future 1988 and the Morse X-4 nuclear airship is headed for disaster. Oh, God. Oh, it's been boarded God. by terrorists. Oh, God. And they'll kill everybody aboard, including peacemaker Dr. Klinger and his bodyguard, Mach-1. So Mach-1 heads to deal with all of this, breaking the combination of a nuclear reactor lock and beating up terrorists trying to burn down the reactor core. But one of those terrorists takes a kid hostage and demands that Probe destroy the core himself by hand. Do it! Sure. Calls the greatest air disaster of all time. With no other choice, Probe stops. Um, He starts to do so, but eventually, when there's an opening, Probe smashes the terrace with the metal plate, which leads to a titanic fight on the top of the airship. As it's being manually pointed to the Empire State Building, Probe rips up the catwalk they're standing on on top of the blimp, which knocks the terrace into the blimp's propeller. And the terraces turn into a fine mist as the day is saved. Do you know, Rogue takes a long, a low-key approach to it all.
0: Do you know what would have been cooler than all of this is what? like a nod to the Rocketeer, which I know wasn't out in 1977, but like the Rocketeer dealt with all of what he's dealing with right now, but without mm-hmm. like being overly like. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously, frankly, German's bad, but.
1: Maybe the Rocketeer should spend some time trying not to be a giant ripoff, Fox. How about that?
0: Well, that's fair. I mean, they also... I mean, the guy, his his jetpack just literally fucked up, and then he flew off and then probably died somewhere. But he was like an American asshole, right? So it's like it's not even the Germans that are literally the worst. It's it's quite honestly, it's the capitalists, right? It's the best part of the fucking Rocketeer. Great movie. Moderate. great film. Yeah.
1: Let me just say, you you never have to hand it to the Nazis, Fox. You never do.
0: No, the Nazis were a bad part of that. But the people that allowed them to be it, the one person... Jennifer
1: well, Connelly, meanwhile, you do have to hand oh, it to her. Oh, Gen-
0: Jennifer Connelly, I'll hand it to her because he, like, puts a secret message in her soup that she then realizes is there by just dipping her spoon in and seeing it and being like, oh, I'm gonna... Like, she was fantastic in that film. Also, you know the
1: Rocketeer so much better than me, buddy. Oh, my also, God.
0: Also, some of the best initial dialogue in terms of, like, listen, acting isn't about acting like you're acting it's about acting like you're not acting whoa it's it's there's so many great lines in that film while also having a fantastic score while also having a dopey protagonist who's really i mean like it's like baloo stumbling through his dialogue <laughs> and at the same time Jennifer Connelly just chewing up scenes like there's there's a ton of
1: really great stuff in there. Uh, anyway, nice. We're we're yeah, done with the X four now. You you've blown my mind like I've taken a massive no, you... hit in an arrow ball game, Fox. Oh my god. <laughs> oh wait, no. Sorry, sorry. We yeah, saw one we more about You one.
0: can't you can't transition now because we're about to go to the racism.
1: Steve McManus and Cato are doing this one, and oh jeez, buddy, we see a splash page of Probe fighting a guy with a top knot, and then. He's flying into Peking with the British uh, ta- t- uh, table <sighs> tennis team. Yeah, and like I should like historically, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, just that the exchange of table tennis teams was a key turning point in U.S.-China relations in the 1970s. Uh, because we we got diplomacy. Well,
0: no, because well. I hope. It was really called the ping pong diplomacy.
1: Yeah, it's like the negotiations over it opened up relations between the US and China, which led to Nixon like opening China and stuff.
0: Well, and that's the thing. It's like it it getting get, uh, g going, going to yeah. other going to other countries and enjoying a sport and indulging in it with the other athletes, really good. You know what's not? Ha ha! I'm taught. Top knot man
1: indeed. With Fu I'm
0: yeah. i I'm,
1: I'm just trying to explain like, you know it's if you don't know the history, it's weird that probe is infiltrating China by being part of a table tennis team. Is what I'm trying well to say.
0: and no, and you're and you're right. But it was also, I think, uh, fundamentally important because sports oh, game, yeah. games themselves cross boundaries for people to uh, find likenesses within each other. Yeah.
1: So Probes goes undercover. He quickly ducks away from the tour with the rest of the team. He breaks into the Office of Agricultural Research to find some kind of top-secret process for growing food that the Chinese have that the West doesn't. He breaks in, punches open a safe, and takes some microfilm pictures with one of those tiny cameras. And then suddenly... And
0: move to check. Correct, Mr. Probe, your funeral. This game is chess, Mr. Probe Castle. The Shanghai attack.
1: And they're... Mm, yeah, I there's a big gong. I Hate Probe finds that. himself in a room with a giant chessboard pattern. He's attacked by kung fu dudes as a mysterious voice narrates this fight while making chess references.
0: Well, a the guy ping-
1: in armor with... Oh, sorry, uh, go ahead.
0: No, in, in armor that is Japanese armor
1: and not Chinese yeah, armor. that sort of lacquered with the face, with the mask looks like a face and stuff like and that.
0: And the half moon Sword- Fucking like, like, literal talent. Anyway,
1: okay. Guys, an armor and a sword jumps in too, but Probe bro- takes him out easily. S- suddenly, a big muscle man appears with a top knot and side whiskers, introduces himself as Shang Chin. Goro! He calls oh, sorry, Shang Chin. John Probe, a worthy opponent, and explains that he will use his formula to take over the world when all the countries fall to famine. Probe amps up his compu power to one hundred percent, but that's not enough to break the mighty chi of Shang Chin. He explains, you know, chi and energy forces and stuff a little bit. But Chin's attack also doesn't work on Probe. They're evenly matched. Probe two controls the power of the East. All the acupuncture that he's got for his circuits. God damn it! God damn it! Chang can't accept that so, that he um, that that he's been like matched and loses his cool, which in <sighs> turn opens himself up to a devastating face kick. The day is saved. Oh, sorry, shang Chin is uh, is driven insane by this. The day is saved, and the formula will be distributed no, he, around the world.
0: He literally does the. <laughs> yep,
1: not cool. And um. The day is saved. Formula saved around the world, and Probes bummed that like he's here saving the world and punching out stereotypes. But the it's the te- it's the ping pong players that get all the glory.
0: Are y- because they did more than you, man. They actually he's gonna
1: feed the whole earth with that stolen formula, bro. I okay, but he didn't. <laughs> so let's be
0: realistic.
1: Hey, listen. Whatever. Like he
0: gave it. He gave it to his bosses, who were like. Well, we can't feed the whole earth because agribusiness wouldn't flourish.
1: We but don't know what's going ta- on this alternate version of 1988. Are, Fox. are you
0: fucking kidding? It's Margaret Thatcher. It's cyber Margaret Thatcher. Cyber Margaret Thatcher would be terrifying. We see Let's her polit- calling the government against mock, of zero, there, actually. there, there is no society. There is only robotic
1: families. Also, zoo. Anyway, Fox, I want, to, I want to leave this story in our dust. And the fastest way to do that is via jetpack. So, Thrill 6, Harlem
0: Heroes. Hey, Harlem Heroes now.
1: <laughs> At the time of your life.
0: The heroes. Man, I I missed Harlem Heroes. I'm going
1: to tell you that right now. Even though this wasn't my favorite one, I missed them. Uh, Harlem Heroes, script robot Tom Tully, art robot Dave Gibbons, lighting robot uh, Dave Gibbons. The heroes are playing the Montezuma Mashers in an Aztec-themed stadium, but now they're under attack by the murderous cyborg Artie Gruber. And they have a machine gun
0: now. No, they don't. But it is Gruber. Hmm. At last. <laughs> I missed the cowboy. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Sorry. I couldn't help myself. It's Gruber. Yeah.
1: He punches out. Um, he snagged a spare jetpack and is attacking the heroes. Now I have a jetpack. He punches out Sammy and goes flying through the crowd as Zach nails the cyborg with an arrow ball. The cops swarm in as Gruber goes to escape to the roof of the stadium. And later Sammy is being seen by the doctors. He'll live, but his brains have been scrambled and he'll never play arrow ball again. This pushes the heroes to greater heights though when their anger as, the, as they power through the mashers earning three air strikes with a flare that gets even the home crowd behind them the heroes keep scoring eventually winning 12 strikes to 0 and a pissed off giant flies to a nearby camera to call out whoever the jerk is that's been messing around with them with all this sabotage and murder and so forth what and in a joke topic, and in a Dr. Claw chair, that very jerk is pleased by all this and is excited about his next act of sabotage, very much the Tom Tully special here, a mysterious figure. watches the view screen. In a hand, I got my hand. <laughs> Will the mystery villain get his way or can the heroes rule okay? It turns out they're gonna be okay, but if you try to get us, we're gonna make you pay. oh. <laughs> The heroes move to the middle of the comic here They used to be at the end, but now Dred's taken that place. Um, as the heroes review tape of the game and identify Artie Gruber as a player from the Washington Warlocks, whose jetpack blew up during a game against the heroes a few years ago. Giant Slim and Harry then head out to visit the Museum of Sport in New York to get psyched up for their next game, and there's an exhibit on their opponents, the Wild Men from Aberdeen. I like the Museum of Sport.
0: And that Absolutely. it's not, and that it's not in Ohio or mm-hmm. Indiana
1: or something. You know what I mean? Mainline tourist attraction here. The Museum of Sport has exhi- has big statues of Mu- of Muhammad Ali and a mutant boxer. There's even a section on a spinball, the Death Game 1999 from the Action comic, which was in fact at this point still actively running in the comic Battle Action. The heroes go on a VR trip to Scotland, once growing in the 1980s, but a ghost town when the oil ran out from the North Atlantic. The remaining oil men built their stadium themselves by their own two hands and are the toughest airball players in the world. And indeed, they are suddenly buzzed by Red McCardle, leader of the Flying Scotsman. Slim punches the Scots, sending him flying, and now there's bad blood between the teams as the match begins. Hundreds of Scotland fans are feeling the hero's Arrow dome as we see the team doing their pre-match ritual, flying around with big gouts of black smoke flying off their legs to emulate an oil gusher. This is going to be a tough match. And tartans as,
0: instead of having kilts, they have their tartans on their muscles, I guess? Yeah, they got like...
1: they're wearing yeah like a plaid shirts cuz they're cuz they're Scottish but they're also like you know uh you know tough guys manly men etc get 2000 ad every week or your reading scene will be pretty bleak these are the these are the, the rhyming things taglines at the end of each comic by the way No
0: they're fantastic I love them
1: <laughs> It's the, it's kind
0: the, of it's always harkening back to the Harlem Globetrotters.
1: Yeah indeed the flying Scotsman come flying in like a gusher, but Slim flies with the fire extinguisher to cool them off. This leads to another brawl between the teams that gets cooled out as the game as the game begins, but it's still a physical match as one player breaks free from Harry's powerful necklock and scores. Their fans are passionate as well. Later the heroes are trying to score, but Red McCardo blocks the ball with his body, and this gets the heroes arguing amongst themselves, leaving their goal open, and the Scots score again. They've got to get it together or they'll be out of the tournament. And don't miss the hero's next thrilling bout. Order your copy now. Don't miss out. <laughs> the game continues as we see the heroes earning a penalty as they double smash red. The heroes are losing 6 0, and things look bad for their Not chance at the tournament. Giant chides the team for turning the match into a brawl, and suddenly but the brand of. Yeah, the brain-in-the-jar member of the team, Louis Mayer, arrives to give the team some advice. they got to focus on their speed and agility instead of trying to go toe-to-toe with these roughnecks.
0: I, I, I love it when you—it's not. It's not just the brain-in-the-jar, but I love that Mayer is kind of this—he's not the captain of the team, but he becomes mm-hmm. basically the social coach. Right, because the moral a lot of,
1: center of the team, you know.
0: Well, because a, a lot of the ways that sports teams work are that yes, you have the tactical, you have the strategic, and you have the mental coach for mm-hmm. a lot of them. That's why you have like three or more coaches.
1: Clear eyes, brains in jars, can't lose.
0: <laughs> also, put that brain in a jar in a man's body for a different for a different tactical combat. Oh man,
1: I love that. I get to put in that so brain suit,
0: good. so good. Also, put me in a Jaguar.
1: Just saying. Come on. Oh my gosh, the game's back on, and we see the heroes earn. Um. Oh. Oh no. Uh. Yeah. Louis Mayer comes in. Blah blah blah. Yeah. He says that he he. So Louis Mayer, brain in a jar, is there to give the team some advice. They got to focus on their speed and agility, all that stuff. They do so and quickly score a point they got to use the techniques of the Harlem Globetrotters, what they used to use. Quick, spin the ball on your finger. Bring an empty bucket of, like, one bucket that's empty one bucket that's got water onto the court. Pretend to splash a kid with the empty one and actually splash one of your opponents with the one with water in it. With style and panache, the heroes fight back. Hitting the equalizer to go to overtime, which is a one-on-one, sudden-death fly-off to determine the winner, which we'll see next episode. Don't miss the next prog of 2000 AD. There's plenty of arrow ball action to see. Hell yeah. And with that, Fox. Oh, God. We've reached the end of our redone
0: third episode. We've reached the end, but do you know that in this
1: time machine, we will begin again? I mean, eventually, sure. I mean, I'm sure 2023 will lead us to redone Prog 4 and so on and so forth. I uh, know, I'm just saying
0: that uh, we're doomed to repeat the entirety of all Progs for our
1: penance oh,
0: God. against I don't know. Uh, the Great Lord Tharg.
1: I really just want to redo the first 15 or so, and that's when I figured out how the, how the microphone works, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> so, Kyra, anyway, you know what? Oh. Guess what? We're mm-hmm. back in time. We're in a different yeah. period. I'm going to mm. ask you, what were your top
1: and bottom thrills? Oh, my gosh. Um, hmm. Bottoms Mach 1, that's pretty easy for me. <laughs> um <laughs> Don't like the don't like some of this colonial racism stuff, especially the Chinese story, but also just I don't know, like the Uh, car story was real dumb.
0: Yeah, it's not their best.
1: Like the um, like I did kind of like the blimp story, I guess. Um, The laser tank one was not that great. No, the blimp
0: one at least the man got shredded in a propeller. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fine.
1: That's my top. Ooh. Oh, my God. You have I so many the, contenders. I liked the dread, the dread robot war action. That was fun. Um, it's definitely not Dan Dare. I'll say that. Um, Harlem Heroes was OK, but I feel like the previous version might have been more fun with the introduction of Gruber and stuff like that. I don't know. Sort of feel like sort of in between stories with Harlem Heroes this time. Um, man, the mounting tension and presence of giant spiders in flesh, makes it a very strong contender. I mean,
0: it's a it's got a lot of blood spiders, but I have an idea about what you think is best, baby.
1: The mute, the mutant dog. But in the end, the mutant dogs, train destruction, <laughs> and then the start of the first big storyline in here, complete with pair, with a, a hang gliding soldiers, which is our, our space spinner favorite. <laughs> And just the general like, you know, anar- an arc and anarchic shotgunning in general. It's hard for me to not just pick invasion. It's so difficult, right?
0: Yeah. Because I I'm I'm gonna tell you, it's a solidarity month for you Ooh. and I. It's a solidarity month. Um, but I do wanna give a special shout out to Flesh because she is my
1: one and true yeah. love. When if, it comes if to these you had if you had picked that slot um, before me, then I would have picked flesh because I really want to. Because <laughs> well, there's some no, really great so stuff in the, flesh. There's, this there's, is, oh, there's a reason these
0: spiders. Oh, there's man. a reason. There's a reason I asked you first because, of course, people know me. I'm a flesh man. I'm a flesh man through and through. The thing is, is that on rereading it, right? So what I love about rereading Invasion because i reread it twice um for for the 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 recording that we're doing now Mm -hmm. i reread it twice because i wanted to look through everything and see if i understood it right and i did that for each comic book do i understand what's going on harlem heroes i kind of get it i kind of get it but without context it doesn't mean anything right Mm. because there's so much of like visceral action that's going on. With uh Judge Dredd, it's, I would put that in the middle very squarely. Whereas with, <laughs> with Mach 1, it's like, some stuff happens and a man, and a man does thing. I almost put Dandere at the bottom only because, I I mean, we know who my favorite Dandere is. Right,
1: so this yeah, is no, the, now uh, battle action. Yeah, the vaunted Dave Gibbons version coming soon.
0: Exactly. So, like, what I'm looking at now with Dan Dare, it almost went to bottom, but Mach One is here. So when I'm looking at Invasion, everything is visceral. Everything is explosive. Constantly, like it. it whether or not you read something or whether you look at something, you have a good idea of what's about to happen, which is man with shotgun solves cool problem <laughs> with a really cool way of dealing with it yeah, shotgunally Pl- shot <laughs> but plus shotgun so it's like something's going to happen plus a shotgun right <laughs> and so it it it's just so fantastic and and the way that they kind of build these Vulgan play sets. It's like it's, I, we drew it with a bunch of teeth on it because we thought it would be cool but also <laughs> dogs are going to fucking attack us now. Yeah. It's just so it's so fun and it's so irreverent of anything that's going on um, that it doesn't need to make perfect sense but it makes fun sense. You know what I mean? And for mm-hmm. bottom with Mach 1 it just, it just isn't that fun to fucking read.
1: <laughs> I like that word, uh, fun sense. That's fun to me. I like that. All right. Yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. As always, you can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Stitch, the Google Play Store, Spotify, or our podcast site at spacespinner2000.com. Feel free to contact us at 2000 at gmail.com. On the 2080 forums or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages on Twitter. Red Space Spitter 2K for everything else up oh, Look up Space Bitter 2000 you'll find us and drop us a rating or review while you're listening in the past. Why not? Well oh, god, uh, they're in the past with us. Hello, fellow comrades? We are oh, here wait, no. to tell you all of, oh oh oh. They're probably actually further in the future than us now, that I'm thinking about. Oh, it, they're folks. in the oh, freak out. Is, oh my god, we're bringing but this if back you're, with us if oh, you God. started this if you started listening to this show in episode one and don't know in the future we do develop a Patreon page and this show is brought to you by Steve Green Robert Hardingham, and your friends at the forums if you'd like to join them and help support the show we'd appreciate it please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash that's our podcast network you can support the show get some rewards including advanced episodes then come back next time as we're rolling forward with all these same thrills Fox very exciting these so- ones that we just read well, I mean, different adventures, but very much of the same style. Like so we're we're going to
0: be like reading number 15, number 16, number 17, number 18.
1: That's right. Yeah, and we'll see uh Bill Savage of course deal with ra- r- with a danger acid. We'll reach the end of Robot Wars and almost finish up the story of Flesh. Um and, uh, what? Dan- and, um, Dan Dare will continue fighting the Mekon. And uh, and, uh, Mach 1's gonna punch out some Yetis. Well, that's less racist.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you with that one. Not in the situation anyway, where we're in, in, Con- in there. I'm Conrad, Eastbox, and we are Space Spender 2000.
1: Splendid for three!